You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Ah. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. It's been a while. Yeah, so uh, Scott Lambert is not with us tonight, but we're back after about three weeks. It's actually, that's like the longest we've ever gone without doing a podcast. I and, didn't know it was that long. Yeah, it's been about three weeks now. So um, so yeah, this is episode 36. We're actually 36 years old now. We are more than a cougar, and uh, <laughs> we got a good episode ahead tonight. Um, I'm here, Chris George. We got Jesse Barnes over here in the Hello. corner. Back again. We also got Joe Krause. Yeah. And hey. Jeffrey Smike. Is that correct? That is correct. Very wow. Nice. I told him ahead Did of time. You, I was just going to yeah. say, Joe told you ahead of time. I remembered all that <laughs> shit off the top of my head. <laughs> Joe and Jeff are from, uh, both of you from Erie, uh, Erie Canal Theater, correct? That is correct. 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 Uh, really, right, well, really quick, what is Erie Canal Theater before we get into our news topics here? Uh, Erie Canal Theater is an audio uh, podcast, audio theater theater for your imagination through sound awesome i cannot wait to hear all about it (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna jump right into the news um first little bit we've got is terry gilliams the man who killed don quixote has officially been delayed once again this has been going on for decades now Uh i don't know if you guys are aware oh yeah i've I've seen lost in la mancha Yeah, yeah yeah this has been going on for about literally two decades now yeah. Every time it starts, it gets its throat slit. I, I don't know anything after what Lost in La Mancha says, though. What happened after that? They just they just shut the whole project down, and then it waited idly for about another decade, and they were gonna re- start filming it again with Adam Driver starring in it now, mm. and they just delayed it again. I mean, this is like a nightmare. It's a total nightmare for Didn't this guy. Have some like weird. Uh, like just terrible things happen to the production. Yeah. I, I I can't remember. It's been literally uh, probably 15 years since I last read about it. Yeah, and it's some, been a while. <clears throat> and like production, like there were sets that were getting destroyed or something, and all kinds of other stuff that was setting the the first the time film it was back. the first time they tried making it. Yeah, yeah, it was the first time. Yeah, they were like filming in the Spanish desert, and there was a huge rainstorm, and all the yeah. equipment was washed away, and. Uh, on and on and on. Man, I haven't heard about that in a long time. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, for was, those, just for those, um, I, you know, Don Quixote is a name that I hear many times and always sounds cool, but not quite familiar of who the person is. Is it even a person or is it just sort of a sense of... It's like a fictional Spanish hero, basically. I'm not sure. Was it ever a real, a real person or not? I don't think it's a real person. No. <laughs> I don't know shit about Don Quixote. I thought it was maybe one of those words that I'm saying separately and is right. one it's, word, you know, kind of it's thing. It's two like, separate words. It is yeah. Don <laughs> Quixote. Don yes. Quixote. But. And this Sancho is a film Ter- Terry Gilliam was supposed to direct? Yeah. About it? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. Um, what, what's his name? Citizen Kane guy. That guy. Orson Welles. Orson Welles <laughs> tried to make a version of this story, yes. too, and he failed yes. in making a version yes. of it. So, moving on, Train to Busan, the Korean zombie film, is getting an American remake because that's just what we need. Another zombie film and another remake. And another South Korean American remake. As long as it's good. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of getting a little old at this point, though. Like, the Korean version is great. Let us see that, you know? Like, let me enjoy the original. I don't know. 
Maybe I'm just a bitch. But, well, I, I mean, know. it doesn't prevent you from enjoying it. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of like gay marriage. Like, you don't have to get divorced. Well, it's like, what, can we, you know, like, <laughs> haven't we taken enough from South Korea? I mean, you know, like, yeah. we got to take their ideas, too. We can't be creative enough to make our own. It's, I don't know. I just, the remakes, the remakes, yeah. the remakes. Every time we do our news, I agree. it's like remake, remake, yeah. remake. That's always the news. Walton Goggins is playing the villain in the new Tomb Raider movie. Dude's uh, always awesome. Yeah. I actually uh, watched The Hateful Eight again last night. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dude, he's just, he's a madman. He's, uh, <laughs> he's phenomenal. Saves the, well, not saves the movie, but makes the movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His acting is phenomenal. Have you seen Vice Principals? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. The dude can act. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. He'll probably be the only good thing about Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. But what's her face from Ex Machina is playing oh, Lara Croft. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, geez. Why can't I think Alicia of Alicia Vercander. Yeah, Vercander. I know her last name. Her, her last name should be harder to remember than her yeah. first name. Right. King Arthur, another King Arthur movie. Why we need that has been delayed due to shifting in WB's release <laughs> schedule. <laughs> Tomorrow we get the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. I am super ultra pumped about is that. this like he goes to homecoming like yeah <laughs> he wears a dress this time <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh greg berlanti is remaking little shop of horrors wow I as wonder, a musical yeah i was just gonna ask what I is, who if it is, is uh good, what is so. what is greg berlanti attached to what does he do i have no idea uh, yeah who is that guy uh, interesting He's a slut. Well, I know what, what I'll be IMD being. I've always wanted Little Shop of Horrors to be sluttier. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that plant always kind of did three. look like a giant yeah. vagina. It did. <laughs> <laughs> this week's releases, we've got Office Christmas Party, which I actually saw at the press screening tonight. Pretty damn solid yeah. comedy for the Good. holiday. Shout out to Sam Richardson. Miss, Miss Sloan comes out tomorrow. That looks all right. Yeah, Andrew was seeing that screening tonight oh he is cool yeah and then la la land is in limited release starting tomorrow i thought andrew was also seeing that. he saw that one at the screening last night man that looks so beautiful we're all over the place this week we're everywhere (laughs) you can't you can't keep us down that's all so our show (laughs) show tell Uh, us about our show jesse uh well we're here with joe and jeff from uh erie canal theater um i've known joe for a very long time we've collaborated on some projects in the past and i don't know kind of uh grew apart i listened to more uh heavy metal and he went another way (laughs) and uh well we started off that you already listened to heavy metal when we we met (laughs) (laughs) and uh he went weirder and i went meaner i guess weirder and meaner yeah (laughs) <laughs> you are kind of weird and mean, though. A, yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah, taste flavor combination. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how long has it been? Uh, how long have you guys been doing Erie Canal Theater? Uh, we started um, a little more than a year ago. We started uh, September, October of 2015, uh, because uh, you know Avon Shimchak. Yeah, of you course. remember Avon from back yeah. in the day. Uh, she uh, had a radio show on WFMU in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. I listened uh, to it a couple of times. Yeah, so she. Uh, has an awesome show. She's interviewed Dr. Demento on her show. Really? Uh, and <laughs> I think she was trying to get the ghoul on there. I don't know if she actually got the ghoul or not. Um, she interviewed Tyree Guyton from the Heidelberg Project. But um, she knew that I did the Mangler back in 2004. Yeah. 
uh, which was an audio sketch thing. And she asked me to make a show for her radio show. So this was the driver for getting the group together. And then once we were together, we've managed to keep it together for more than a year, which is amazing. And Jeff Smike joined us uh, later on and we finished our first show, which was 18 episodes. And then we're doing a six episode show right now. We've done a, um, an old radio play as well. So we've done about seven hours of original content in the last year. Man, that's, that's a lot. That's impressive. Yeah. Really impressive, actually. So what are your roles, respectively, in the in the Erie Canal? So we'll start with you first, Joe. Um, I'm the producer and the... Uh, there's sort of four of us in the in the uh, in the core group who started the thing, which is uh, Jeff Jimison, Mike McGettigan, and Clark Eagling, and mm-hmm. we all have different roles. So, as the producer, I spend money and go into a deficit for it, and uh, I have veto power. Tell me all about it. <laughs> uh, and Jeff's Mike. Can I speak now? Y- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I'm all done. I won't talk uh, no, for the no, next no, hour. That was a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got in. I got in late in uh, in Switchboard Infinity, their first show. Uh, there was 18 episodes. I came on in episode 16 from just a good long session of pestering Mike McGettigan for months and months and then randomly seeing him drunk one night, asking him how Erie Canal Theater was doing. And he was like, I need somebody tomorrow. And uh, that was it pretty much. And uh, I do some sound design stuff for him now too. Oh, cool. Uh, I got a background nice. in that, so I'm starting to help with that. And uh Yeah. And your first your first role is oh actor for sure as Buzz Smallgrim. Oh, Buzz Smallgrim yes. was my yes in episode sixteen of Switchboard. <laughs> and, uh, was that Buzz Smallgrim? Buzz yes. Smallgrim. Yeah, I like was, that uh, name. He was the curator of the Moon Transport Museum. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think I'm going to change my name. <laughs> Let's see that grin, Buzz. <laughs> oh, that's a disturbing grin. Oh, oh, that's, but oh, that's terrible. My, it's just my little grin. Oh, oh my goodness. So uh, how how do you guys? write the show how how do you come up with ideas how do you brainstorm uh we write beats um so for for switchboard we knew where the whole series was going we wrote where we wanted it to end generally okay. mm-hmm. uh and then each episode uh we'd sit down and collaboratively write so mike mcgannigan's the head writer so he he sort of directs the uh the writing process um, but a lot of the stuff we, for Switchboard anyway, we sat around and collaboratively wrote. So we'd, we, we would spend, meet at noon, spend about three hours uh, writing and workshopping scenes, coming up with a list of beats okay. uh, in an outline format. We break, eat some food, come back and record it. And so the whole day takes about seven hours to record an episode. Wow. Um, so we, you sit down at yeah. noon, and by the end of seven hours, you'll have an episode finished. We'll have the raw recording for an episode. Okay. Then, um, But because it's improv, there's a lot to edit out. So uh, Clark right. will do the first edit where he makes it coherent, and then I'll do the second edit where it is sort of fine-grained. Mm-hmm. That takes several days. And then um, Jeff Jemison is the head sound designer. So so uh, he and Clark and now uh, um, uh, Jeff Smike and... Uh, Dylan Nelson are helping out with sound design, so we've got a a new show now with more sound design people. But that takes the rest of the week, so it's it's. I added up like how many hours everyone spent if you combine it all together yeah. in the whole show, and it's more than a hundred hours per episode Man, to finish a show. That's hardcore. Yeah. That is hardcore. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, shout out to Clark too for his patience with us recording because he does have a lo- he does first edit right, correct? Yeah, he does the first yeah, edit, and that's got to be he's very competent. He's really good. Yes. Thank you, Clark. That's um, me saying thank you. Clark, you're very competent. Yes. Uh, Tell me about your sound design process for, uh, for, was it Switchboard Infinity? 
Uh, I started I started sound design after Switchboard, but uh, I don't know what like my process would be uh, getting a raw track, um, and then cutting that down, cutting that down to how I want that edited, mm-hmm. and then adding any send any like uh, you know figuring out which room you're in, you know all, all these little things that add effect and putting re- you really into the place, you know, all uh, uh, help. Ambiance, <laughs> yes, ambiance, yes. Uh, so w- which, um, uh, which, which part? I know I've I've seen what uh, laugh again. Um, there, uh, there was uh, the f- uh, the thing on the forble board. Forble board. That's a, that's that's one that's on the, that's on the lips of of everyone today. The forble board. <laughs> Incredible, Mike <laughs> yeah. McGettigan performance. And the switchboard infinity. Right. Those are the three. Yeah, those um, are the three shows now. so far. Yeah. So Jeff. Which uh, of those have you worked on most as far as sound design goes? Um, I haven't even touched any of those. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> well, so you haven't. Well, Je- so Jeff Jeff started with us uh, is a uh, is an actor in the show and he's been okay. doing a lot of scenes, but he he's got a background in sound recording and so on. And uh, when we're doing our sound design in post production, mm-hmm. we're doing it in Slack. We're working over a chat program, and. It's been one or two people doing it, and okay. now we're trying to make it three or four people doing it. So we're in the process right now in Lafageddon uh, of developing our pro- – we're developing our process right now for working oh, okay. with more people. So uh, Jeff's, Jeff's done a few scenes. Dylan's done a few scenes, but we're still working on um, communication and, like, coming up with the, the, the best yeah. workflow for it. And that's the – it's one thing if it's Not just, all your stuff get, makes the edit. Is what he <laughs> and see that's what would scare me because you know we you know we've got nineteen people on our mm-hmm. site now yeah that's a lot of people to manage yeah so when you start throwing four five six people into a creative project Jesse will attest to this because he's mm-hmm. been there the heads can start to butt sometimes and then some people start to get upset and then things start <laughs> to change you know yeah so that's what always scares me about a creative project is everybody has an idea right and. At all times, your ideas are not going to align together. So that would scare me. Once you start adding more people into the mix, that the process changes and the chemistry can change. Absolutely, like uh, you know, I, Clark and uh, and Jeff Jimison both have a very uh, significant sound. You know, it was Switchboard. The whole season of Switchboard sounds like Switchboard. You know, different episodes right. don't sound different from each other. So. Trying to, I don't know, like to match that process, even to learn from them too as well. I would love that, you know, um, because I bring an own my own style right, to it, right. and they have their own style. Clark works with like actual switchboards and stuff like that, and like, <laughs> you know, analog machines, and you that's know, awesome. Yeah, he's uh, that's right a shit I that. love. <laughs> Whenever there's a new person brought into the group, uh, it has to, like you have to figure out why is that person there. Like, what's what are, mm-hmm. what are they interested in? Uh, and and figure out how that relates to the to the rest of the group, and it takes a little while to get that process together. So like when we all got together a year ago, it took us. I, I don't think we really had our show cooking until like episode six. When in, we started. in terms of, in terms of it being easy, like we had some great stuff in there, but it was kind mm-hmm. of a it was difficult to like make it good until we started to hit us. We found that with yeah. this podcast too. It was it's kind of funny because like I've gone back and listened to like the first maybe like ten episodes, and literally it's like. 
It's a different show. It's a different show. There's four or five of us. I mean, we had shows where we had six people down here. And it's like, you can't do that on a podcast because everybody starts talking over each other. Yeah. It took us probably 15 or 16 episodes to finally get to the point where it was like, okay, now it works. We have a program that we run down and we have a way that we do it every week. Yeah, you, de- you, it, you develop the, the method for the thing. Yeah, your skills and your method. The all workflow, that. that's what I'm Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Joe, or, oh no, Joe, you would have the, the, uh, the power, I guess, to do this. Uh, before, <laughs> before we get talking more about uh, Switchboard, um, do you have a clip or something you want to show people so everybody know, knows what we're actually talking about here? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Switchboard Infinity is a, is a six-hour-long, 18-episode continuous story. So it's kind of hard to pick one clip for that. So the clip I've chosen doesn't have any of the plot or main characters in it. All this is okay. showing you is a bunch of silly stuff and, sound, and uh, really good sound design. Previously on Switchboard Infinity. Five million cops are gonna die. Someone's killing all the killers. My face! (laughs) That's your face, all right. I got accepted to Space University. Ninjas? Why would they use ninjas? Mom, Dad, I've decided to become a train. Get out of this house! Why are you pushing me away? Don't do this, Diane! Guys, I signed us up for the Battle of the Bands. We're not ready for that. We are toast. You may now kiss the bride. Well, it's not really a shawarma if it's not cooked on a spit. It's a 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 it's Why are you crying? And now, the prophecy draws a Get me out of here! The lemon reactor is overloading. Hey, is the lemon reactor overloading? The lemon reactor is overloading. Oh, okay, thank you. Oh, I've gotta quit eating all these creatures. You know, sex is like a meatloaf. Even if it's part of an open-faced sandwich, it's still pretty good. This crater was formed by my mom? So which is it, scabies or rabies? Wow, you look ravishing tonight. I know. Are you calling me a cheater? I'm calling you worse than that. By all means, I I don't know the rules to this card game. And now, for the exciting conclusion of Switchboard Infinity. Good. Okay, so that's like totally insane. (laughs) I would have no grasp on how to put all that audio into one thing. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's a, there's it's a lot. A, probably a dozen different scenes there in a, in a minute and yeah. a half, something like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me anxious at times. <laughs> I felt anxious. Yeah, I like how uh, it's so good. It gives you an anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, a lot of that stuff seemed really funny out of context, and I'm sure that's uh, exactly why you picked those scenes. Well, we had taken a break. We did nine episodes and then uh, took some time off, so we called that season one, and this was the beginning of season oh, two. Oh, okay. And now we just say the whole thing is one show, 18 episodes, but yeah. uh, that was coming back from the break. It's like we had this complex plot, and it's like, how do we get people caught up on it? And it's like, <laughs> let's not. We'll just do this. So <laughs> <laughs> it, I instantly thought of Run and Stimpy. As soon as I heard this, I'll take that. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Is that is that like an yeah. influence for you? Absolutely. That's a, yeah. I mean, instantly the humor. I was like, running Stimpy, totally. The yes. voices, yes. the um, the did different you, sound effects that were going on and stuff. Like, you know, Billy West is from Detroit. Did you know that? No, I did not know Billy that. Billy West is from Detroit. Yeah, you instantly though. Instantly that humor. It's there. Uh, Sweet. I, I, I really, I really, I really. Oh so, yeah, yeah, it influenced no, me a little bit. Rubber walrus. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that actually. Huh? Yeah. Okay, what's going on here? He's got Mr. Horse got on Mr. his Horace fucking arm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dang, man! It's called the police. Yeah. Did you know that Billy West is from Detroit? Uh, I knew he was from Michigan. I didn't know if it was Detroit or uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Ann Arbor. Or yeah, something this stuff like sounds that. great. The sound design is excellent. Um, I'm excited. The now. mixing is great. It's yeah. So you mean like around. you know. Uh, there's a standard of what you know yeah, what you got to yeah. bring to the table for sure. Mm-hmm. So sure, I like it. Now we live in an age where everybody's watching YouTube and Vimeo and all this stuff. What made you guys decide to go the audio route and kind of like bring back the radio style? You know, because most people are now into visual. Yes, we listen to podcasts and stuff. But this, you're kind of doing what people do with quick cuts and all that stuff with their YouTube videos. You're doing it with audio. There's a there's a couple of things that came together for it. One of them is that my friend had the radio show, which is on the radio. Uh, I grew up listening to making recordings and listening to comedy stuff. I didn't have a video camera as a kid, so it was always okay. audio stuff. Mike McGettigan grew up listening to old radio dramas um, and Firesign Theater in particular, a lot of that stuff. Uh, Jeff and Clark are both music production people. Uh, sound people. Um, also, I, I used to make more videos and things. Uh, I'm visually impaired, so I've got a type of macular degeneration called Stargardt's okay. disease. And uh, I can still make a video, but it's uh, I'm more competent at making making the audio. But even without that factor in there, it, it made a lot of sense for a lot of other reasons. Also, one of my favorite things is with audio, you can do anything really easily so long as the listener has some sort of imagination. Yeah. Uh, you can you can be in outer space. You can have cars blow up. You can do whatever. Well, you, you guys don't make it really easy. I listened to the first couple of episodes, and it's and it's an incredibly colorful performance all around. The sound, the voice acting, the writing. It, it, it I got really into it. Like I can imagine all of the things happening perfectly. It is really beautifully put together, in my opinion. Uh, that's exactly what literally the first two episodes, and I was hooked, and that's when. Uh, I started attacking viciously Mike McGettigan about <laughs> getting on the show. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was it's something like I've never heard before or have, and, and have never done before. I have an uh, improv sketch background and it's absolutely... And, and even that episode 16 of Switchboard that I was in, it felt so uh, natural and, and fun. And I think that's why I was welcomed back. And um, But even going on now, it's like, man, did I have like a lucky day that day with a good performance because it yeah. seemed to get like harder and harder now that we're like going on and just like delivering good performances. But we've also had a couple scripted things, which is 
I've never, you know, read script over over radio before, you know. So well, we've we've deliberately tried some other types of things after this. So we know we know how we made switchboard and how to do that, but we've definitely we've deliberately chosen more difficult things to do. So, oh yeah, so which like, is why I you know stuck around too because I you know can't stick you know stay doing the same thing over and over again. No, you always got to push yourself. You can't just plateau and be absolutely. like, okay. We're at this plateau now. It's good. Let's keep doing the same mm-hmm. good thing over yeah. and over again. You got to do something better every you, time. Can you talk a little bit about uh, about uh, your your sketch uh, and improv stuff that you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I started 2009. I did Second City. I was the last graduating class of Second City, no buy, Detroit, I guess. But uh, before it closed down and um. When that closed down, I kind of moved over to, to Go Comedy and did stuff there. And I got a I bartend there on the weekends and uh, performed in many different troops and, and uh, sketch shows. And it's just, uh, it's so much fun because, you know, and improv teaches you uh, about team, teamwork. And, and it's all about the group, you know. And this is just another stem of that with, you know, being able to work with a group. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and being able to comply with everybody, you know, peacefully. Go Comedy, that's in Royal Oak, right? Uh, Ferndale. Ferndale. I actually, yep. I did a home inspection for the owner of that place yep. last <laughs> and, year. And Mike McGettigan, yeah. I know him out of uh, the Planet Ant Theater okay. in Hamtramck, which is a wonderful Wait, I want to hear more well. about this home inspection. I want to hear, about, was there like a missing rail or any like shingles falling there off? There was all kinds of crazy Tell stuff. me everything. Yeah, it was an old house. No, I'm sorry. No, Go on, Mike McGettigan. Well, now I want to hear about the home yeah. inspection. Uh, I can't release that information. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, I have I've, to kill I've, you. I've done a few. Sh- I did RoboCop the musical <laughs> at the City Theater uh, with with Nicole Pascaretta, who is yeah uh, uh, one of the leads in in Switchboard Infinity and a wonderful cast member of ours too. Um, uh, what else? So, uh, I don't know. I don't it, really, when I don't you like guys are are scripting this out, uh, how do you decide or what is the balance of improv versus uh, sticking to the script? It's it's been different for our three shows. So Switchboard was the most collaborative. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a general story, and usually at the top of the day, we would say we we are here and we need to get to here by the okay. end of this episode, yeah. and we'd start there. Um, we did a uh, starting for our second year. We started because we took the summer off. Uh, we started with sort of a like a horror story that was mm-hmm. an old radio play that's in the public domain, yeah. and that's that's uh, the thing on the Forbel board. Oh, so good. And as we all know, the Forbel board is that platform that goes around the top of an oil rig, but you all knew that already. <laughs> and they, they give a quite, uh, no. quite a good definition and explanation yeah. of it in the, in the actual... Uh, An uh, astonishingly detailed minute and a half yeah, long and I, description. Yeah, I've listened to that thing probably about three, four times, and I still have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it paints the picture very well, but still just can't picture it. So uh, Forbel board was a script, and we recorded mm-hmm. the script. Uh, and so the creativity came through with the performance and the sound design and original music for that one too that Clark uh, did. Um, so that was the most scripted. And then the show we're doing now is kind of in between. It's uh, Laughageddon, which is a story by Mike McGettigan. So he already has the beats for all of the scenes. This one's a six-episode show. Inspired mm-hmm. from a dream. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. I forgot that detail. Yeah. That's um, how I live my life. So inspired <laughs> by a dream. Yeah. When That's I write down beautiful. dreams, I think that they're really terrific when I'm writing them down. I look at them later, and it's like, like that, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the next series of shows, what we're trying to do right now is a, a lot of the people we've worked with are sort of getting little solo moments to get kind of 
a chance to unfold some story ideas. So it's still collaborative, but there's a little more direction from the person doing okay. the story. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, we're just trying out different methods as we go for, for how much collaboration <clears throat> versus individual. So, so when people are listening, when they select something to listen to, I mean, uh, with the exception of uh, the thing on the formal board, um, there a, a lot of what they're hearing is it was impromptu, correct? Yeah, the it's um, it's it's kind of a process like animation though, because it's you have an improvised scene. Mm -hmm. Maybe we do two takes of it, three takes sometimes. Uh, then between Clark's edit and my edit, it becomes a supernatural version of itself that's okay. maybe a, a half the length or less, and. The sometimes I change the order of when people are speaking, yeah. uh, or a comp two takes together, or things okay. like that. So the finished result is something that never existed. It's just <laughs> created out of the elements. That's that were really recorded. interesting, though. I mean, that, um, if if I were going into hearing this, I mean, this this uh, gives me a much better perspective on my appreciation for what you guys are doing. You know, if I were to go back and listen to it again, this would. I don't know. It, it sounds, well, it's even more mind blowing to me. Well, just listening to that, that we listen to, I mean, you can hear all the different textures and all the different layers going on, but it has that, it has an analog quality to it too. It sounds really warm and deep, which is nice to listen to. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. nice and warm on your ears. It feels good to listen to. Does that make <laughs> yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm, so warm on my but ears. It's like urine. Uh -huh. It's like urine on mm, my ears. Or like a fresh pizza. <laughs> <laughs> It's like slathering your head between two giant large pizzas. Yeah. One <laughs> two of them with warm green olives, one of them with black olives. And these are like <laughs> and these are the types of pictures that we paint for you, you know? And oh. mm, labia. Yeah. Anyways. Um but yeah, I mean I've done a lot of audio stuff. You've Jesse's mm -hmm. done a lot of audio stuff. It's just cool. And I can totally respect the creativity that goes into that because it's mind blowing how much is going on in there. <clears throat> yeah, and it's it's such a a, a loose creative space too where you know everyone's getting along and and you know half the time we're, we're laughing so hard <laughs> you know i'm surprised yeah. that we get what we get out of the out of our performances because <laughs> yeah there is I, I i did a scene with the switchboard scene with uh, nick batani where we were beating up a baby but it wasn't a baby it was <laughs> an artificial intelligence in baby skin <laughs> or baby body so yeah. it technically wasn't a baby but I just had I li I have no idea how they got any of that to be in the show. And well, a lot of times uh, people think that we're just hanging out when we're working uh, because everyone's laughing and drinking beer and yeah, you know, all this kind of stuff. So usually, what I'm doing is um, frowning and pacing in mm -hmm. the other room, and then occasionally peering into the room where people yep. are laughing and having a good time. So I'm secretly keeping people focused on the scenes so if they're laughing and drinking beer and whatever that's fine as long as they're working on the scenes and that's how we end up with the show at the end of the day i used to have that problem a lot with band practice when we were younger we'd go to my buddy house my buddy's house nick my buddy nick's house in east point god i can't fucking talk today um we go to his house practice on friday nights and we'd be there to work we're there to learn our set play through those songs get them tight but every Friday night, 25 people would show up and they'd be down in the basement yeah. getting wasted. Like, hey, play this song, play that oh. song, start throwing shit at you, play this song. And it's like, you can't get anything done that's that way. Something that I have something that I have done yeah, is- a, That becomes a party. That is a party. It right. was, right. <laughs> yeah, if, it was a weekly party. Cool. If, you someone's, know, if someone's there who's not part of the episode, I, I do ask them to, to take off. Uh, Step so, aside, So yo. it's- I, because it's it is indistinguishable from, indistinguishable from a party, and if 
and it's in one way in one way so if there's people that are not working on the show that's where and there's not apart. a lot of room either yeah you know yeah yeah because some of these some of these shows will have 10 people in a, yeah. in a small and that's room. like that's a you know uh, a lot of pressure too like nor- last time uh for switchboard you know we were all standing in a room and now you know uh, we got a couch right next to the microphones with people sitting in it like literally staring up at you <laughs> During your performance, so that's a little. It's a little harder is that. that it's harder that way. It's I hard. think a little. I mean, just as a little pressure, it adds a little bit more pressure. Oh, but okay. you know, especially if we're, you know recording like one of the single takes where I was doing the the America's Funniest Home Video yeah. uh, parody things, you know, and and it's only me <laughs> doing uh, you know sentences, and everyone is staring at me, throwing throwing out lines at me to say. It got a little. Uh, little, little, ner- little nerve wracking. Yeah, a little. It intense, can be intense, but, and I, that would be frustrating because you're yeah. trying to create. And then you have somebody like pushing you and egging you on. Come on, yeah, do it, do it faster. Like no. Well, the, the no. current the current show I think is challenging. Um, Mike Mike had the story written out, and the the challenge as I see it, and I don't know if you agree with this uh, in the same way, is that it took us it took us six episodes to ramp up to speed for Switchboard to get it to where I really felt like it was cooking. And uh, this one, the whole thing is six episodes. So you've got these characters that have to be developed from the start. Right. And we have to spend... So the first day we recorded, especially, I was interrupting things a lot to to try to, like, expedite the development of this stuff. And I might have done more harm than good because I might have meddled too much. Um, but uh, that's... Well, you know, if it's your project, you're the one that started it. There always has to be somebody that's in there in control mm. right jesse yeah <laughs> absolutely because like some of the scenes too you know like it's it's fun to do it's fun to improvise scenes you know like with with you know your characters and everything so you get caught up in just talking about bullshit pretty much you know and that you got to get to the point of you know yeah. of, the, of the beat you know and uh can't be talking about like home stereos and stuff like that right <laughs> yeah uh which which of your shows is the most popular so far that seems to be getting the you know most positive reaction. Well, people definitely know Switchboard uh, because that was our logo at first. Because at first we thought we were just going to do the one show and that was it. Okay. So yeah. we have a logo design for it, and the logo has Switchboard Infinity and giant letters and Erie Canal theaters and teeny tiny letters. Yeah. So people call us Switchboard Infinity all the time. Okay. And I think it's a really cool name. So I think it's kind of a shame that we had to get rid of the name, but unfortunately <laughs> that's the name of that show, and the show is over. Um, so people know Switchboard uh, the most. I haven't really looked at download numbers to see like who's downloading the most for from from what but uh, there's a few fans that that interact on so Facebook. yeah and i think after we get laugh again up to um there'll be a lot you know because after that really there's only the formal board is our only like, production that's yeah because laugh, laugh again we have episode one posted currently yeah. out of six mm-hmm. so so episode two we'll we'll see when it's done it, it might be done this coming week okay so you you you're are you working on the two shows simultaneously kind of uh well switchboard is complete Forble board was a one-off and oh, okay and that, yeah. so we're just working on laugh again right now all right and then we're developing future shows so uh uh yeah which this sunday we're starting david hillbaum's project correct uh we're actually going to do a pickup for okay for, for um sorry laugh working out business here but so. yeah dave dave, <laughs> dave hillbaum's project will, will be it's in all there good. too joel mm-hmm. Grays is going to be in there so what kind of um is for Laugh Again 
what is that exactly? What is it a story? You know, what what what, what can you tell people about Laugh Again? Uh, Laugh Again is a story of a uh, sort of not very funny stand-up comic in New York in the early '80s who loves okay. milk, who loves who loves doing who lo- loves doing jokes about milk yeah. and is obviously obsessed with terrible milk jokes. Uh, so it happens. In general, in the 80s, and in general in New York, it's sort of like a not really real version of New York. Okay. Um, it actually happens in the same universe as Switchboard, uh, but that's not super explicit, but it's yeah. it's true. And uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, offer- he's offered a job to uh, host a television show and become rich and famous, uh, but he has to take care of people from his past that uh, might have something bad to say about him, so take care of take care of <laughs> he has to take care of them <laughs> so uh, are all your shows uh comedic in nature or um uh no no this uh, uh switchboard was really silly uh formal board was was supposed to be scary and dramatic and mm-hmm. then this one is kind of an edgier comedy i'd say it's it's okay. got silly stuff in it but yeah. there's uh, also uh, uh spoiler alert there's some murders in it that happen. <laughs> yeah I'm kind of hard care now. of <laughs> murders, care of. murders. There's some real crime that happens in it. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Oh, plug. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, what I did notice on your page on Bandcamp, you guys are selling these episodes. Is it hard to get people to buy stuff? Because like we've got our um, Patreon account mm-hmm. set yeah. up. Yeah. And it's like stagnant. It's hard to get people to <laughs> yeah. donate or throw money in on something, even if they really care about it. I'm like, Mom, please donate <laughs> to our Patreon. She's like, Why the fuck would I donate to your Patreon? Yeah. The cool mom. Yeah, yeah that's cool mom. Swearing. Yeah. Yeah. Swearing. Yeah, swearing she and stuff. spanked me. Oh, hurt. Man. Um, Instead of donating, she spanked you? Yes. Oh, that was a bonus. Damn. But <laughs> it is tough to pro- I've never had to like promote anything like this before, even to friends and family like uh, who don't listen to podcasts. And, you know, I'll have family that comes out to live performance of myself, right. and, you know, improv shows and stuff. And uh, my dad is the only one so far who is really like caught on and listened to everything. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to like, you know, get people to actually like listen and, and you know, and. I don't know if attention spans are are low these days or what. I, I think people absolutely. are suffering from uh, digital overload. There, there's there's so much, and so I, it's actually made me um, less frustrated than I used to be because I experienced digital overload. It it's hard to keep away yes. the notifications and messages and all that stuff. So so I I can't uh, blame anyone for not seeking something out. Uh, we do have a couple of great uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, Tom Webb, Thomas Schultz, uh, Dr. Boyfriend have all uh, supported on Patreon for a while. Um, we're, of course, always looking for more people. As far as sales on Bandcamp, we've sold a couple things on Bandcamp. It's, yeah. it's, not, a, it's not a huge thing. Uh, my, my strategy for the audience uh, is to sort of make high-quality stuff and grow an audience over time. And word of mouth is going to be it. I don't expect a big viral thing to happen it can that. though you it know, can it no can i welcome happen, it if you're about to post this on something please post it it's great oh yeah <laughs> all it takes is one thing you know uh yeah really if, if it you're is. a famous celebrity one then, person then, to hear then, it yeah, you know yeah. and I, some of the shit i see on youtube that Actually, i'm like oh my god they got like you know 16 gazillion downloads on and it's like a 30 second snippet of them petting their cat right yeah it's like seriously there are people out there with <laughs> but uber don't... talent that are trying to really do things 
and nobody watches. Don't don't get too frustrated over that, right? Oh no, I'm I used not. to because it's like go look at the other videos on that channel, and they'll have five hundred hits for yeah. the, for the other videos yeah. for for a lot of those. And the other thing is, it's not about whether someone saw it or listened to it. Right. It's about if you're making a connection to the audience. Like, I'm I'm uh, 36. I've been doing weird creative stuff since middle school mm -hmm. and uh usually the audience doesn't exceed 100 people so what am i really doing with my life and it's like you're doing like a sophisticated form of communication with a small number of people right it's not a thing to be famous and that's for. called art yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sophisticated did you hear that yeah. i'm talking about really, how sophisticated I, mean, I am yeah. don quixote <laughs> <laughs> i'm sophisticated don quixote hates you oh damn <laughs> But no, I mean, it is hard. It's really, it can be frustrating at times. Other times just kind of like, eh, whatever, you know. But we've all seen those videos where it's like, what? What, really? That? <laughs> yeah. That? No. You got to be kidding me. Let, let's play it again. <laughs> but let's play it again. Yeah. Let's play it again. How big is the Erie Canal Theater crew and cast? Uh, well, it, cha it changes. We kind of have a a, a, a core group of uh, actors now. So as I, I named the four producers, and we've got uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Smike uh, is is one of our main people, and we've got Nicole Pascaretta. Uh, we've got we've been working with Charlie Matt recently. Uh, Nicholas Nick Nicholas Batanti has mm -hmm. was in every switchboard show. He he's not in this show currently, but we hope to bring him back real soon. He got a he got a job recently. That's. Got a job. Can do that. Yeah, yeah. Sunday job. You got a Sunday job. Sunday's our recording day. I work Saturdays and Sundays, so. And uh, I, yeah. I'm going off the top of my head, which means that I'm not naming people who are going to hear this and then be very sad that I didn't name them. David Hillbaum. <laughs> David Hillbaum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we kind of have a core group of people, and what we were trying to do with Switchboard was bring in new people pretty much every episode. So there's a ton more mm -hmm. people than that that have that have done stuff with us. Um, and uh, just trying to always keep keep a fresh group of people like rotating. Is it a struggle for you? Me and Jesse have both been there, and you guys have both been there before. I'm sure with Second City and other things you do, you've done with like improv groups and stuff. Is it hard sometimes to get everybody to show up? Like you know, because it's not a paid gig. It's, it's you're filming a short film, you're making a video, you're um, putting together a new band there's always these people that say they're going to be there and then they're not there. Mm -hmm. Has that been a struggle for you at all or no? That's been a struggle in, in previous projects. I think okay. this one, people have been excited enough about it that, uh, that it hasn't been a problem. Um, I really don't have complaints about anybody, uh, in, in this project, which is great. It's, it's, um, I, I think the key is that it's collaborative. And so hopefully, Hopefully everyone has some sort of creative stake in what's happening, and hopefully that is motivation to participate in the thing enough to get them to transport them. Also, also there. we buy pizza, so those two yeah. things. Yeah, pizza. Will do I it. like that. It's been you know, um, it's been us core group. I guess this this recent project too, because uh, you know everyone's getting so much better. Like uh, Jeff Jimison and David Hillbaum too, who have absolutely no improv background. Am I correct on that? Uh, I guess Jeff did some in high school. He did some in okay. but Dave Hillbaum did. I don't think he did. No, who are who are both giving incredible performances? You'll hear in this in in Laugh Again. Well, the first episode's up. Yeah, so uh, those guys are impressing the hell out of me, and uh, you know, with their com comedic genius and just delivery and and uh, 
and everything. And, and I like that. That I mean, we've like, we've we've had it now. Like even with some commercials, we had males playing females and stuff. So like we don't really need to bring on. I think like you know, uh, there's there's a balance to be struck between having a core group of people that that you're familiar with and 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 get good at working with and bringing in new talent and new new energy uh, as well. There's there's you can't go all one way or the other. But um, having people not show up to things or, or flake out on stuff is definitely a huge problem when it's a singular vision. When it's if if you're the impresario that that uh, is leading everything and it's your project and and that's it, it, it's hard to it's hard to get people to do stuff without without paying them. Yeah, because they don't yeah. feel like they have any anything to really put in on it. Right. I, I've said we pay people in fun. I would love to pay people in money, so support us on Patreon. Here's <laughs> here's our financial statement. We are uh, $3,100 in the hole deficit right now for more than a year of productions, and uh, that would be over $4,000 if it weren't for Patreon. So we're chipping away at it from that stuff. It does make a significant difference, so that helps out a lot. Um, Looks like you had something. <clears throat> uh, so if, if somebody were... Um, to donate to you guys, what's the best way to do that? Uh, go to EerieCanalTheater.com, click on Donate at the top of the screen. And then okay. there will be links to uh, Patreon for continual support. And uh, also there is a uh, one-time donation in any dollar amount. So you can type in $1 billion and uh, Stripe will process <laughs> your payment. Dollars. Yeah, they'll, they'll take uh, 2% <laughs> or something like that. Um, you mentioned... Um, uh, frequently bringing on new actors or new participants in the in the show is it is it difficult to catch these people up or are do they already have an inherent interest in the show before coming on i think i would pass that question on to you just um, like i was, was it was say, it I, I was a i was a fan turned at, you know turned cast member uh with this show or with, with the switchboard at least um I think I caught on pretty fast, but yeah. like I said, I think that was just a good day for me. <laughs> so you um, you were you were into it already, like you were already listening. Yeah, to I mean, like uh, you know, I think the most difficult thing is when people come on; they don't realize, even when you're improvising, people are seeing you. So you really have to describe what you're doing. And my first scene was solo, and I was rummaging around, you know, and so I'm, I go through a junk drawer. I describe what's in the junk drawer, you yeah. know, and and things like that, where. Uh, some people don't quite get, I guess I've seen it a couple times, but, uh, for the most part, you know, uh, everyone who, who we invite to do is very talented. Um, Charlie Matt, I think is doing a very good job. I think he's catching on, but, uh, uh yeah, I think for the most part, I mean, any, anybody new, uh, understands what the process is, you know, uh, they might not, you know, there might be a little intimidated with our writing process before yeah, I think where we're, um. As far as knowing where the story is, I think that actors don't always need to know all the nuance of where the story is. I, like, I would never assign someone to go listen to five hours of stuff before they can come and yeah. be something, be in the thing. Uh, I think the process can be intimidating for some people because it's like, I mean, you're walking into a stranger's house with a group of people, many of most of whom you've never met, and mm -hmm. you're going up in front of a microphone and doing something. So that's um, that that can be intimidating. I think that's probably more stressful than than the plot because we spend a few hours beforehand like getting caught up and work, working that stuff out yeah and i think help uh if you do come on and knew that being a part of that process always helps um 
because you know usually from noon to three is like our writing process where we just you know we figure out what we're going to do and then from three on we start recording sometimes we only invite new people to come on at 3 p.m so if they miss that whole process then it's kind of a they're kind of shit out of luck at that yeah point. like here you go we're Welcome. describing to them you're what shit out yeah, of luck you know good luck don't fail well really if they showed <laughs> if they showed up at noon or whatever or if you you know part of the writing process yeah. you could probably could have wrote yourself and what you're going to do because you know they're very accepting of ideas and 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 collaboration of uh oh. We've also been doing uh, once a month improv shows at Planet Ant uh, Theater in Hamtramck. Um, and we've got one this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we're doing something called A Bat, which is improv an improv set in the dark. So the lights go out. and Complete you, darkness. Yeah, so. it gets quite dark in Planet Ant when you turn the lights out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're just using our voices there. And Planet Ant is a really great environment because there's sort of like a built-in, really dedicated audience that's there to have fun. So like we don't have to promote a show and do all this stuff. It just has to be a good, like keep a good vibe going. So I think that's great and I, Yeah, absolutely. Practice. And a great uh, way to get our name out there and, and uh, a visual of us, I guess, too. We're hoping to set up a live rig pretty soon because eventually we want to do live sound effects and live sound design with... That would be pretty sweet. Cool. Man, that'd yeah. be cool. Uh where um are all of the members of the cast friends of yours or d- uh, we held uh some of the, some of them yes uh but we also held auditions uh on two occasions so some of the people we found through the audition process awesome. we had That's auditions cool. at uh, 1515 Broadway for the first the first time through and at uh, yeah. Planet Ant the second time oh, through That's cool uh, um say so if if somebody listening to the show now wanted to get involved with uh erie canal theater how would they do that uh if i mean if you're um an actor and you want to be in the show you want to get in touch with mike mcgettigan and uh let's see how hmm. we've got a contact form on our website that'll get you okay. me and i'll get you to mike that'll, that'll work we'll link him up to yeah. the website yeah or yeah. facebook yeah. he's on facebook. facebook find us on facebook that's fine too yeah get in touch with mike mcgettigan um he he is the casting department in okay. addition to being the head writer who, yeah, he's we'll very tall. Like maybe he's very tall. Yeah. Mike McGettigan yeah. is tall. Himself, yeah. yeah, if you invite him to your house and he's like, hey, could I use your shower? Your shower head <laughs> might be too low. <laughs> <laughs> no, then you He's always use my doing shower. that. He's always doing he's that. He's always doing that. Yeah. He's always like, let's see the shower. Mm-hmm. That's pitiful. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's like, that's pitiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His chest cavity is like as, as big as a car. So Jesus. Uh, what, yeah. what kind of yeah, any deep voices in, in <laughs> Erie Canal? It sounds like it's Mike McGettigan. It sounds There's like no it's effects. computer manipulated, but it's not. No effects. What kind of um, where do you draw inspiration from when you guys are sitting down to write? What is the first thing you do when you're all there together? Google, internet, phones, tablets, <laughs> all that research. You know, like you know, uh, this one happened in the '80s, so. Oh yeah, for for a new show we yeah. we do some research. Like this one's in the '80s, so we're looking up things from the '80s and we're trying to figure out what year things that we're misremembering from the '80s happened. Okay. And we most of the stuff, you know, we're different ages. So so Mike is 41. I'm 36. Uh, Jeff is 31. You're 31. Jeff Jemison is like 29, I think. I don't know. We're some diff- different ages. So like what I remember from the '80s is different than what McGettigan remembers. So I'm remembering things from the late '80s. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, for a new show, we're doing research on stuff. Or if we have a show that takes place in a 
new place like on switchboard we have a couple underwater shows so mm-hmm. for the underwater shows uh <laughs> i i put uh i had books on deep sea creatures that i left out all over the place and uh <laughs> on our projection screen i put up underwater images stuff like that um to just like get set yeah, the mood. mindset set the, yeah. set the underwater mood um but no if if we know like what the scene is the first thing we do is just say okay here's we are uh, we're uh, here's where we are this week sometimes we'll listen to last week's show when it's finished uh so we start by listening to last week and say okay where are we going this week and then everyone's got the tablet usually there's one person typing usually mike mcgettigan is is usually actually typing into the google document and everyone else is looking on their phones or on a tablet to see what's up now you uh do you then like just print out scripts right then and there or does everybody just have something on their phone? Yeah. Everyone just looks at their phone. Okay. All right. It's paperless. Actually, (laughs) no, I I send a fax to everybody. (laughs) It's the eighties. Real inconvenient. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, you've got to go to Kinko's. Got to pay $3 a sheet yep, to $3 get your script. <laughs> they, they add a cover sheet even no if you No one ever wants to carpool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we carpool the Kinkos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, how long do you want to be doing this for indefinitely, or do you want to move on to something else? You know, What are your plans for Erie Canal Theater? Um, well, this is year two for Erie Canal, and we're doing some stuff that's, uh, that's uh, challenging uh because we got year one, we got pretty good at doing it that way, mm-hmm. and now we're trying it slightly differently. So I just want to keep building on that year after year. My main goal is to not stop doing it and to um, uh, become solvent at some point. Those are the okay. those are the two goals. Um, and I think becoming solvent just comes from slowly building an audience, just like gradually, yeah, putting it together. Uh, are you able to? St- tell people right now like kind of what you're thinking for the next set of stories or we've actually got our calendar plotted out until the spring so we've got we know every single day we're going to record until the spring so we're going to do uh uh we've got um dave hillbaum has a has a special he's doing he's doing next and then we've got um joel gray is developing a show he's coming over on friday to uh to write some stuff with with me and mike um I got a few in the pocket. I actually want to pitch. Yeah, every everyone. A, a this is this is the drama. thing. Like like uh, uh, Jeff Jemison has a story. Not every single person who's been in the show has a story that's going to be developed. But mm-hmm. we're trying to like be equitable and fair with like get, having everyone try something out. And uh, Zelda and the Unibrows is going to hopefully have a musical. Oh, nice! Uh, in Bringing the back the Unibrows. Yeah. So Jesse Barnes and I were in Zelda and the Unibrows together. Uh, for a, a specific project that I think is related to Erie Canal, honestly, so we did a yeah. Album. In a way, it, it was it definitely in, in in spirit, anyway. Yeah, we uh, we did an album called uh, "The Inconceivable Excursions of Captain Space Rocket in the Twenty Fourth Century." <laughs> uh, so it was Jesse and I improvising music and and writing music, and then I wrote a story over that and narrate this story. So that's from two thousand three. Man, you wow. guys are 2000, fucking old. 2003. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really expecting that to be much longer ago than, than 2003. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> it was from 1993. There we go. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, like to cassette. Like, you yeah. Guys are like, yeah. 1993. Jesus' yeah. balls. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows this, but Jesus's balls are actually older than Jesus is. Jesus's balls are from 1991. Is that kind of like a chicken That's and the egg type situation? Yes. Yeah. yes. Who came for his Jesus or his nuts? <laughs> I think his balls came first. Came <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, set, I set him up, knock him down. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Set it up. Yeah. Oh. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So before we uh, close this up, um, uh, where can people listen to uh, Erie Canal? How they how can they get in touch one more time? And uh, I don't know something else. Uh, <laughs> if you listen to podcasts, go to the thing that you use to listen to podcasts. And search for Erie Canal Theater. You'll find us. It's like our cassette Walkman. iTunes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. As well, yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, all that stuff. And uh, if you if you don't do any of that stuff, you can find our Bandcamp page from uh, ErieCanalTheater.com. Um, Come out Saturday, the Planet Ant, 10 p.m. We're doing a live show. Oh, too. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. right. Are, is that when you're doing the bat? Yes. Yeah, we're going to do the bat. And I'm going to try this week to maybe do some tech with that. We might have an early primitive version of our live ring, so it could catch on fire. It, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are playing with that. fire, I'm there. Yeah. It could. Yeah. It could. Lots oh, of yeah, things, a yeah. lot of things, yeah. You could get struck by a meteor right now. That's very true, yes. <laughs> nah, we're, we're safe down here. Yeah, yeah the, the meteor would totally be stopped by your house. Yes, so. this foam in the ceiling would yeah. stop the this meteor. It's got a family. <laughs> yes. So uh, we wanted to close this up with uh, one last clip, right? That was from uh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah we've got a, a scene uh, with uh, Jeff Smike in it. So the scene we're talking about, let's see, what episode? episode? It's episode 16. Episode 16. Yep. So what's going on in our story? We've got um, our gang in the resistance. They're resisting the evil corporation Wizbit. So they're trying to sneak into the Wizbit Fest. It's kind of like Apple announcing a new product. So <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Picture trying to get into like a Las Vegas kind of a hotel. And um, they're trying to sneak past the Yeah, and uh, the they, they, uh, yeah, they met me at the Moon Transport Museum. And I am, I am trying to sneak them in yeah, so into the uh, Wizbit Fest. And we, we are having trouble with a security guard so, so what's yeah. what's the name Pesky of your character guard. jeff uh, i'm buzz Smallgrin. Uh, he can't he can't say that enough yeah. <laughs> all right so this name. is uh jeff's mic is uh buzz Smallgrin and switchboard infinity and we will see you guys next week questions comments or concerns write us at editor at spoilerfreemoviesleuth.com till then see you later see ya bye-bye Can I see a ticket, please? Of course. One ticket for one person right here. Uh, what's in the trunk? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing, nothing huh? No. Look at me. Look at Just me. some hockey equipment. I think someone is Buzz? Buzz? I, what? I think you're lying. I think oh, you're lying to no, me, Buzz. No, 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 Of course Buzz, not. Buzz, you saying no repeatedly is not going to change that. Open come the trunk. On. Oh, come on. Come on. But look at Buzz. is just trying to get into, you know, Buzz is just trying to get into Wizfest. Open know? the trunk, Buzz. Hi. 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 Sure is Sorry. Oh, God. Yo, we got a lot of people like you coming together doing this kind of kinky stuff in here. You're getting into car trunks, you're getting into portable toilets. It's all one big party, right, Grandpa? Right, no, Buzz? no, it's not it. I'm just trying to help some people out. You know, they came in the old drawing board. Yeah, come on, guys. Thanks, anyways, yeah. Buzz. I'm Thank sorry. you. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Now, hopefully, you get in. I'll see you on the inside. You perverts come around here again doing this kind of stuff. We're going to have a problem. Okay, thank you, sir. We won't. No, don't thank me. Thank you. You know what? Don't thank me. Thank you. I told you, don't I'm thank sorry. me. Stop thanking I'm sorry. me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thomas Mayonnaise, Rocco. They don't pay me enough for this. I'm sorry, Lenny Boss. Let me punch him in the stomach. Just give me a hug. Uh, we'll just take our friend away here. <laughs>